You're listening to the Atomic Geeks, a podcast about television, movies, video games, comic books, and everything in between. What a bunch of geeks. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Atomic Geeks. I'm your host this week, Andrew Bloom, and I'm calling in from my studio in London. Tonight I'm drinking what would probably kill Dejo, Bud Light Lime. Let's see who else we have around the podcast. Mike Downs here in Lower Sackville, Nova Scotia. I'm in the basement. Um, I'm pulling the Mark Dury here. I've rated my wife's stash of beer. Um, I've got one Sleeman Light for tonight's podcast. Oh, hello, Internet. It's your pal Christian from the town of Oakville in my basement. And in my hand is a can of free beer that I got as a belated birthday gift. Uh, it is called Molson M, Micro Brew, Micro Bubbles or something like that. I think Andrew Bloom actually drank this a few episodes I, ago. Regardless, yeah, it's free, and it's ever so tasty when it's that. Mm. Now, normally, this is where you'd hear the snobby beer remarks, <laughs> beer remarks of Michael DiGiovanni. But tonight, we have a special guest for everyone here. It's the host and co-creator, if that's right, of Nerd Lunch Podcast. CT, welcome to the show. Thank you. Hey, geeks and geeks fans. This is CT, as Andrew mentioned, and I am calling in from Tallahassee, Florida. And tonight I'm drinking a tea, Earl Grey, hot, because I still have the remnants of a cold that I think I got from one of the bumpers Christian sent me a couple weeks back. <laughs> you have to be careful. He never protects those. I always make sure they're extra disease e. <laughs> yes. Yes, disease e. I'm I'm noticing something with a distinct trend with the Andrew Bloom's choice of drinking for crying out loud. He keeps talking about this Bud Light Lime that he finds in different nooks and crannies in his house for crying out loud. I think that you should just come fucking clean and just say, I like Bud Light with lime, and I buy it from the store with my own grown-up money. Well, no, actually, if I, it, it is leftover, but it was a whole case that we had, or Rayabot or wherever it came from. No, from the U.S. when I went to the States. But it's this is how long it takes me to go through a case of beer because the only time I really drink beer is on this podcast and on the weekends. I don't know. And I think I think you've got some old railroad hobo that comes and visits you like on the weekends every week and leaves from Bud Railway Light. City Brewery. Please sponsor us. <laughs> it leaves Bud Light Limes <laughs> on your back porch. <laughs> <laughs> so Downs, one beer tonight? Yeah, I've snuck snuck one beer and that's all. That's it. Is that a tear I hear rolling down your cheek? No, I, as I said before, you know, I, 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 the thing is, I like beer, but I don't like having a few because I get killer headaches now. I just can't take it like I used to. So one beer is, you know, pretty good. One, two at the most, but that's about it. Well, here's my, here's my, here's my hot tip. If you want to make them last longer, generally, I, if I pour half out into another glass and I fill them both with water, they don't taste as good, but they last longer. <laughs> I was going to say Downs is one beer is actually a three liter bottle. Or pour into some uh, tea, like I'm doing. Yeah, well, yeah excellent. Yes, that's um, right. We call it the Atomic Grandmothers. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you old poop. Um, let's go on to our geek news. Geek news. Geek news. I almost said Atomic Picks there. Who's got some geek news? Ooh, I, I think I have some. Okay. Uh... Late, well, mid to late last week, there was an announcement about a new exciting sequel coming in the uh, ever-dying Die Hard trilogy. They have a title and a loose plot now. Die Hard 5 was going to be called uh, A Good Day to Die Hard, 
and uh, now involves John McClane traveling to Russia to save his son from a terrorist plot. And there's all these rumors that they're going to try and maybe even establish uh, McClane Jr. as the next diehard hero or something like that. Uh, it sounds pretty horrible. That's just the, the movie that will not die hard. No. <laughs> but way to drive a, a pr- pretty nice little trilogy at, at the time into the fucking ground for crying out loud. I mean, one was obviously fantastic. The nothing will ever be better than one. Two was okay, but I thought three was friggin' dynamite. Three is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, number, three is a very good movie. Number two's <laughs> that's poopy. Two, yeah, two's all right, but yeah. it's not. It's not one or three. No. So am I, am I assuming in the, in the fifth one, like uh, friggin' McLean goes to Russia to save his son, who is a big nerd, and then uh, they go through some montage sequence to friggin' toughen him up just like his dad? <laughs> yeah, he shaves his head bald and uh, gets him to wear uh, tank tops only and then cuts his feet. You know what the weird thing is? I heard that they're in talks with Shia LaBeouf to play this role. Fuck mm. you. <laughs> that one I couldn't tell if he was being serious or kidding. So did I. <laughs> that was a good one. For, you got me there for crying out loud. But uh, and, and, and being serious for one moment, not too serious, of course. I've actually read this as well. And I also read that Bruce Willis says, yeah, he wants to do this Die Hard 5, you know, Die Hard and Die Hard Jr. And he still wants to do another one after that as well. Well, wouldn't you? He gets paid pretty well. No, but no. Listen, come on. He obviously he enjoys the character. Like it's like Johnny Depp and the uh, four million pirates movies. Yeah, but I, I think basically Johnny Depp's looking. That's his kind of like his like his wine drinking money. You know what I mean? That's his, like, he likes that. Like that. Like he's saying he enjoys that character. I'm assuming that Bruce Willis uh, enjoys being John McClane. No, he I wouldn't. think bo- I think both of them enjoy the paycheck. That's what I think. So they can do their other other shit that they really want to do. Well, you know what? I think that the reality is is those movies are probably going to get made whether they're a part of it or not. So they're probably like, you know what? Fuck it. I'll be a part of the movie, and that way I get the paycheck. Yeah, and it, it really wouldn't go anywhere without them. So I wonder if they were begged, like if, if they went, come on, Bruce Willis, let's just do one more. It's okay. It's a paycheck. Or if he was really up for it. I don't know. You never know. I mean, he's an actor. He's a professional actor, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. I mean, I, like I said, I think they basically just kind of kept throwing bags of money at his face, and then he thinks to himself, okay, well, I do this movie, and then I can do my movie about the one-legged uh, blind mountain climber. You Plus, know? he'll have to pay for all the plastic surgery because the money hitting him in the face. <laughs> yes. Um, Bruce Willis, though. Uh, that's true. He's not getting much prettier. The... Uh, I just want to throw it. I had a little tiny bit of geek news as well that I want to throw. We all know how well it goes when I have it. But tomorrow, uh, at the time of this recording, is the 18th of October, and that is the release date for uh, the new Batman video game, Arkham City. Uh, now, am I the only person who's kind of excited for this thing? Christian, I'm looking your way. I'm, I'm super duper uh, friggin' excited for that that game. I played the first one and finished it within record time, and I hear this one is just as good, if not better. And Downs, you were a big fan of the last one, eh? Yeah, yeah, great game. Um, one of the few games I actually almost had. I had money. I, I would have pre-ordered this game, so I had it tomorrow. Um, fortunately, I'm gonna have to wait until I get some uh, extra funds, but I cannot wait to play this game. I'm excited for that one. There, there also happens to be another game coming out tomorrow that's competing for my uh, video game dollars, and that's one that no one else here will be interested in called Rocksmith, where it's kind of like Rock Band, but you plug in your own electric guitar and played on that. I just thought the technology was pretty cool for that one. 
And then does it tell you after you play a song how bad you actually are? Oh, yeah. Well, it's, it's like a training lesson or like taking lessons for people with a video game. So it's actually almost educational. <laughs> but barrels are coming at you and you have to eat power pellets. Yes. And they teach you how to drink and smash hotel rooms to pieces. <laughs> So sounds, sounds awesome. And eat mushrooms. Yes. So <laughs> Whoa. Oh, I can't tell if that's Mario or a drug joke. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. <laughs> All right, on that note, let's get to tonight's topic. Uh tonight we're going to be taking a realistic look at superpowers. At whether or not it's even feasible to dream about having these gifts that science fiction and comic books give us. Tonight we aren't going to suspend disbelief. We're going to wholeheartedly disbelieve. Uh, we will take the side of physics and gravity and spit in the face of fantasy and comics and science fiction. And we'll try not to give in to our geeky side. Tonight, we're going to look at the science of superpowers. So, uh, if that didn't explain it all, tonight <laughs> we're going to look at superpowers with a uh, magnifying glass and see if it's actually feasible to have these things. We're going to do the opposite of what the geeks usually do. Uh, to, what? what What do we usually do again? I think we usually talk about superpowers and how much we'd like to have them. Right. We've done that, though. We're not doing it this time. Don't forget it. Today's the reverse. <laughs> what superpowers we don't want. No, wait. Something different than that. <laughs> that would have been so, a good episode. We should have done that one. <laughs> oh, God, I'll quit. Let's go to the tongue fix. The, uh, so let, let's just get started. We'll get the ball rolling with one of the more simple and straightforward superpowers that we all know about. Let's talk about super strength. Obviously, uh, Superman and quite a few other superheroes out there uh, possess super strength. Let's see what maybe is wrong with it or what, what how you could not have that in our reality. Christian, what do you think? Well, I, what I think is that if anything, if there's any superpower that was like on my list of like a checklist of like superpowers that I would like to have, like a super strength was always the really, really uh, good one. <laughs> uh, but I'm going to uh, say a, a sentence here that I'm, I plan to repeat periodically throughout the podcast. I'm not a scientist, but uh, <laughs> the actual reality of, of, of having superpowers or having super strength is a very dubious one, especially to the point where, like, you know, especially Superman is a really good example of him, like, lifting, lifting buildings with one hand and getting cats out of trees with the other hand. It's there's just a lot of lot of factors that just make this a dream that will never come true. I mean, let alone the actual muscular power of the normal human being. But then essentially, <laughs> I guess the strength of the human skeleton as well, you know, ligaments, things like that, um, testosterone and intestinal fortitude, all <laughs> lacking to even approach these kind of feats. Intestinal fortitude. I'm glad you threw that one out there. <laughs> But it's funny because you make one argument that that sticks in my mind about the human skeleton, but it's also the shape of of humans. We're not exactly built like dump trucks. Um, You look at ants and other insects that have an exoskeleton that they can lift up, you know, many times their own weight and, uh, you know, without crushing themselves to death. We're soft and gooey, you know what I mean, in a way, with with a hard interior. I don't think that we could withstand the pressure of trying to support something like a car or something much more heavy than ourselves. It's just obviously physics. They're kind of working against us here. 
Well, I mean, the human body can support a car to a certain degree. I don't know if you've seen those tough man competitions. They got always got those guys, those guys from Iceland who can friggin' carry Volkswagen bugs across like a hundred feet for crying out loud. But they don't carry. Them. Oh yeah, they do get inside them with nothing else in them. Why? Well, I, I mean, according to those competitions, it seems like everyone in Iceland is like some kind of friggin' superhuman giant for crying out loud. <laughs> That's how they grow them there. <laughs> it's, the, it's the magic in the ice. The well, yeah. uh, well, there's a certain like with comic books. There's always like. All these powers they generally have, they they acknowledge that there is like some sort of scientific reason they couldn't happen, and then there's always some sort of uh, explanation of well, when you are super strong, then there has to be some level of invulnerability or toughness that comes with that, and maybe it's not to the extent as say Superman, but like even you know Wonder Woman or Hulk, like invulnerability or or or, or in, impenetrability aren't their powers per se, but the the ability to take your fist and punch it through a brick wall mm-hmm. means that you're not going to get your hand cut to shreds uh, or, or at least yeah. in the comic, that's not going to happen. Um, so they always sort of say like they pair these things up. So, you know, super, super strength comes with that toughness on, on some level. So, I mean, I guess that's, that's sort of the thing is like, we're sort of saying, well, what if you have all the strength, you really wouldn't necessarily have all that toughness to go with it. Yeah. If you just had one without the other, obviously it would surely spell your death relatively quickly, or at least your skin being peeled off when you're trying to do something super strong. But also when you think about people trying to pick up, try and pick up a car by its bumper and hold it above your head, the car's going to fall apart. (laughs) It's not even the physics of just you being able to do it. Well, see, that's another thing that that I've read about, you know, in comics. I remember an old John Byrne Superman comic where he he was, like, lifting up a, uh, like, I think it was actually Man of Steel 4, and he's lifting up, like, the big ship that, that Lex Luthor and everybody are on. And he, he notes that he's like, Hey, how am I doing this? How am I picking up this ship? And it goes on to explain that he's got some sort of quote, tactile telekinesis. So he's able to pick up these large objects and then the gravity doesn't tear it apart. And they, uh, said so that again, in, they did that in Man of Steel four. They actually mentioned tactile telekinesis. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's those exact terms, but he call he calls it out. He calls out that ability or that ability to hold that, that, um, that boat. I don't. That seems like a bit too much of a stretch. I mean, this, if, as far as <laughs> comics goes, just to actually really have to really, really explain it. Well, I mean, can't we just? I'm not, just, yeah, I'm not justifying it. I'm just like that's well, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm actually complaining about John Byrne. You know what I mean? It's like you know, dude, <laughs> you don't have to over-explain it for Christ's sakes. The guy is an alien from another planet who flies around in fucking red tights for okay, Christ's sakes. Okay, but let's let's go on that really quickly. I know Downs. I haven't given you even a a, a word in edgewise here. But you brought up a good point, CT, about some of the older comic books. When Superman first appeared on the page, he had greater strength than a human, was faster than a human, couldn't fly, didn't have ridiculous strength. And they explained that out by saying he came from a society that was millions of years beyond ours. So just like how we're faster than people who were, you know, in the 1800s, they were faster than the Neanderthals, this and that, go back as far as you'd like. Humans tend to get stronger, faster, bigger as time goes on as far as what we've seen. So then they kind of explain why Superman's a little bit stronger. And then they tack onto it and say, well, and his gravity on his home planet was much higher than ours. So I think uh, they might have started with a more realistic trend at the beginning to explain it when he couldn't fly or do all these things. But as time went on, his strength and everything just like exponentially went up. Right. And the expl- explanation changed. It was, you know, the whole yellow sun versus red sun thing. Yeah. And his physiology was different and all that. So. Yeah. 
Wasn't Down supposed to answer a question somewhere in there? There wasn't a question. I was just feeling bad for cutting in again without having given so Downs a So we continue to cut in and not get a chance to talk. Okay, Downs now. <laughs> a long-winded apology. Now. <laughs> Are you done? Uh, you know, for me, I don't know what you all just said there. I mean, you know, going back to uh, – the thing is for me is are we talking about Superman or Super Strength? You know, uh, because they're, they're, as we're saying, there's a whole bunch of things that go with Superman. And I think that's part of the fault when you look at these things in a serious world, because if you just had super strength, you wouldn't be able to pick up a battleship from one end. You know what I mean? Just because yeah. you're strong. That, that's physically an impossibility. You know what I mean? And, and so another, uh, what I think is, if you had, uh, if, another thing that, that doesn't get addressed when you have these types of powers is, how could you control this? It would take so long to control. Like, I like when they show, uh, the thing, and you know, the guy can't, uh, have a, have a glass or anything because he's smashing everything. I think that would happen to like a million times. Like, you wouldn't be able to walk without putting your foot through the floor. You know what I mean? Like, it, it seems so addressable that you have all these super strengths, but I think if you're, if you're super strong, all of your muscles are going to be super strong. I think that's going to be difficult to learn how to cope like that and then turn it on and off. Like, one minute you want to be strong, the next minute you want to be gentle. I think that would be difficult. Yeah. A lot more difficult than it seems to be portrayed. Yeah, and I think we talked about that in the episode where, uh, Superman was trying to knock up Lois Lane <laughs> about him trying to be able to control certain functions of his body and super strength. But I, I agree too. Like, you have to think, Superman is essentially, and I think in the, in the, and I, I know I'm talking about Superman a lot. If you guys want to throw out another super strong hero, we can talk about him, but it's just so easy to talk about Superman. He's 220 pounds, approximately. And I think in the, in, that's what he says in the movies. How does he, how does he get leverage on something being that small? And how do you put so much power into such a not dense form? Because, if he was coming from a, to get super strength or saying he has to live, he grew up in a really high gravity or he's from high gravity. The gravity on his planet would have to be 10,000 times of the size of ours. It would have a gravitational pull that would be absolutely ridiculous that we don't necessarily have to get into here. But once again, the physics kind of fail in that aspect of, you know, if we went to the moon, the gravity's what, 0.6 ours. So we could, you know, if we, here we can lift 100 K kg we should be able to lift what 140 or 600 kg there i don't know my math is terrible someone help me here but when you try and do the math for uh superman lifting airplanes that are hundreds of thousands of pounds how would he even survive how would the people even survive on a planet with gravity that strong i clearly took this way into left field with no one following because they have a more men, uh, dense molecular structure, I guess was the explanation in the comics. But yeah. you know, again, I'll echo what Christian was saying. Uh, I am not a scientist, so yeah. And he would have to be. He would be. He would be heavier than that. Anyways, I like I like, I like your point about the moon, though, because I was thinking about it. If we finally have some kind of freaking calling on the moon, it's like it's anybody's any geek's first chance any in, in any kind of uh, future to actually become a superhero. But then, of course. So could everyone else. Does that make sense? Oh, you mean everybody would just be like that? Yeah, like if I'm going to the moon, like, holy shit, here's my chance to be fucking Moon Bat or whatever the fuck it is. But, moon of course, bat. everyone else has the chance. That would be your name, Moon Bat? Well, it's the moon, and I like Batman, so I thought I can, can you know, can <laughs> combine the two. Trademark. I think it's an awesome name. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> okay. Um, and just before we leave Super Strength, 
still talking about Superman. The whole difference between a red sun and yellow sun, there's like something like a very um, different frequency. There's some more high frequency photons or some shit like that in a yellow sun than there is in a red. It really wouldn't impact his strength, but Glavin. I believe you. <laughs> going on from going on from that, um, let's go into probably everyone's favorite idea of a superpower that they would love to have, and the one that may have the most problems with it. I'm talking about flying, Mr. Downs. What are your thoughts on flying? So, you know, we've already talked about how I think that I think it was Dijo who said flying will, will seem like a chore. You know, the, uh, you know, in, in terms of doing it all the time, it's like running in a marathon. I think physically, how can your body keep up that? And like, mm-hmm. how can your, I think your arms would get tired when you had them up in, uh, t- in front of your head for like hours at a time. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, like, if, if you're doing the traditional flying pose. Sucks. Well, no, but the thing is, you it, like, unless you're like Magneto, how he flies standing up, everyone else flies horizontally and it just i think that's gonna get like sore after a while don't you i guess if you could fly could you do it in like a sitting position because really what's propelling you your ass like why <laughs> that's the question is what is what is propelling you when you fly i mean that's... i guess with magneto there's the magnetics and you know and like guys like iron man or people in a suit that makes sense but going back to superman <laughs> um you know like what what is causing him to levitate and and then at great speeds that that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense yeah, it kind, of all, it kind of all depends on if if you're flying in our reality. First of all, where on your body is the basically the flying happening? Like, where are you being pulled or leading? Like, if you're leading with your head, I think probably your best bet is kind of let your whole body just go loose like a like a marionette and just <laughs> flop around wherever you go. If you're, if you're being led by your penis or your ass, and you just kind of like again let yourself go and let, you know. <laughs> just flop around <laughs> yeah but you gotta think about that led by how, how what's leading it it has to be some type of propulsion like because gravity you can't just shut off so uh, is it his pores shooting out tons of air like how is he what keeps him off the ground when he's just not, not even flying forward don't say it's the speed what if he was just floating a couple of feet off the ground what keeps him there uh, make a joke about kryptonian burritos if you want but i don't think i will <laughs> too late <laughs> And that, that's where I think that's where the, the major problem is with flying because you, everybody gets stumped. You don't have an idea. I know when you talk about Hawkman, okay, he's got wings and Hawkman also does have an anti-gravity belt because, you know, they always have to tell you in those who's who and whatever, all the equipment that they have. I don't know what an anti-gravity belt does, but it makes me feel more comfortable with the fact that he's flying. Uh, technically, it's an nth metal belt, uh, not anti-gravity. <laughs> You know who has the worst uh, flying power or the one that makes the least sense? I would say even even more than Superman, because with Superman, it's like, well, you can just not accept it at all, you know, because it makes, you know, it makes no sense. Like, you can just say, well, all right, I'll buy into all of it. But it is uh, Namor the Submariner. He's got those tiny little wings on his ankles <laughs> that somehow lift his entire body up and cause him to fly. And and why he has those, I mean, he is a water-based, uh, uh, you know, Atlantean. Yeah. Why he has wings on his ankles to for flight, I, I have no idea. <laughs> Do they help with swimming? Like, I don't understand this. Well, they help with flying, though, because I remember that when John Byrne rebooted the character in the new series, his his, his wings got blown up, like burnt off or something like that, and he couldn't fly anymore. He couldn't fly little, for a while, yeah. Yeah, because of those little fucking uh, ankle feathers. <laughs> Well, you know what? Those wings probably, because they're in underwater, 
they build up tremendous muscles so that when they're out of the water, they can fly even though they're tiny. So you're basically saying Namor has a better excuse for flying than Superman does in our reality. Well, at least, you know what, at least he stands up because there's wings at his feet. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sure that took training, though. I imagine the first time he did it, his feet took off, and he was, like, all laying back going, ah, what's going on? But, you know, slowly over time, he did stand up while the feet did their, the wings did their their thing. That That is absolutely ridiculous. But totally, you're, that makes sense. But I don't understand, like, who was it the, in Greek mythology, who, who the really fast... He had, didn't he also have wings at his feet? No, would Perseus have wings on his feet from what I remember? Did he not have wings on his feet as well? Who was well? the FTD guy? Didn't that guy have it? I don't know. I'm not sure yeah, he had wings on his feet. That made him real fast-like. Was it Perseus the god of flower delivery or something? That's what, that was the FTD god. You know, the, the I worst... I am a Greek scholar. The, the, <laughs> the, the worst flying, though, had to be uh, Jerry O'Connell from My Secret Identity. Remember? All he could yes. do was float. And he had to use ger- uh, aerosol cans to propel himself, but That's that right. even made more sense. Yeah, like oh, he just—he just, just like—he was just defy the laws of gravity. He's like floating around, and that was actually—I like that show. I like that show a lot. Do you know that one, CT? I uh, have heard of it, but I never watched yeah, it. I think it was a I Canadian. Could, I could sing the theme song if you want. You no. never guess my secret identity. Anyway, there we go. Nobody Thank really you. wanted to hear that. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> So obviously, <laughs> obviously, flying is not a possibility here in what? in our reality. I mean, not without a jetpack or something like that. Like obviously, Iron Man, like you're saying, CT, that makes sense. I think you can go, okay, fine, that makes sense. I understand how he can take this incredibly heavy piece of metal without wings and make it fly. Yes, because he has propulsion. Yes, but without that, it's ridiculous. I'll say also the Human Torch, his flying abilities make sense, but the fact that he is uh, completely engulfed in flame makes no sense. What? Yeah, what stops his water in his body from evaporating and his blood from boiling? You know, or what? how does he create so much heat energy? He would cosmic have cosmic so rays, issue one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Suspend oh, this, but don't, I mean, disbelief. Oh, in our reality, yes. This is, this is, this is, see what I meant, CT? This is where the hard part is, is for Christian to be able to stay on the reality side. But basically, first of all, think about him, him, first of all, despite the fact of him actually having those powers, think of him, he, there is a reason he can have those powers, but he's in our reality. For fuck's sakes, like, unless he can turn flame on from everywhere above the soles of his feet, he's pissing off somebody's friggin' living room carpet or something when there's (laughs) trouble in the area. You know what I mean? Like, if he's in your backyard and goes, flame on, it's like, takes off and leaves a freaking why does, mark. Why does that here. make him able to fly? I don't know. I just, I'm not a scientist. <laughs> That's, and there we go. <laughs> fire propulsion, like a jet engine? I don't know. He shoots fire out of his well, yeah, nose. If he's able to shoot fire, then maybe because of the fire, you know, yeah, I, I would say some sort of propulsion seems to be what's going on there. How does he? How does he produce that? Like that, and, that, and I think ultimately, when you get to the bottom of, of superpowers, it's creating the amount of energy required to have these chemical reactions or super strength or whatever you need to perform these duties. You would have to eat constantly. Kind of be fun. That'd be oh, fun. oh, I see. What you're saying because basically, you know, to produce the actual flame, he used yeah. to, you need fuel to create. Oh, I never even thought about that. Because you think about it, your body runs at full speed. The hottest it gets is 100. 
degrees Fahrenheit or whatever the hell we are, 98.6 degrees. And, you know, he gets to several, several thousand Kelvin and he's doesn't need to eat some extra there. Like what's, what's producing all that energy? Nuclear power. Pronounced nuclear. <laughs> nuclear. Gamma rays. That's true. And that's the I mean, other. That's, that, that, that's basically what happens. Is that something happens to them that that he can produce that in his body. You know what I mean? Isn't that like hilarious? That in real life, radiation just kill you dead. But in the Marvel universe, it makes you super powered. <laughs> <laughs> it's hysterical that radiation kills you. Oh, so <laughs> yes, that's so funny. That's right. Come on, let's get another X-ray. I need to see. I need to try and get some powers. <laughs> and and all these scientists who are working to get you know with x-rays and radiation they're all really attractive people who are super fit already never mind that's right <laughs> all x-ray technicians are secretly super powered that's right <laughs> <laughs> all right ct let's go to you with uh super speed Okay. Have to say about that one. Well, I will say that of all of the uh, superpowers, you know, I was I was not uh, on your episode where you covered superpowers you want. Super speed would be the one I would want. I actually I think you you recently mentioned uh, that whole thing where you know super super speed something you get on accident, but I think it is the one I would choose. And uh, I think that said, one of the things that um, you know in comics that they use to explain how they can get away with it is that there is this protective aura around uh, the Flash and other speedsters that protect their clothing and flesh from ripping off. Uh, so, I mean, I think that's, that, that's the thing is like, depending on how fast you can go, um, you know, if you're running at these high speeds, you know, the flash is able to break the light barrier and all that, you know, your, your face uh, would, would completely like your flesh would completely come off your face and you, yeah. there'd be nothing left of you. Yes, it'd be like you had seen the opening of the uh, the Ark of the Covenant. Exactly. <laughs> and I think the other thing, too, that I thought about with this is the ability to uh, mentally process everything. I mean, it's it's hard to um, it's hard to uh, drive real fast sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm not going, um, you know, but 75 miles an hour on our interstate and uh, at the most uh, <clears throat> and, uh, you know, to, to go. <laughs> To go faster than that and be able to mentally process what's happening, especially in like in town, would be very difficult. Yeah, you. I guess you'd assume that Flash would have super brain power, but could you imagine how much damage a run into a bug at that speed would do to your face? You know, like no one ever takes that into consideration. There's all this shit in the air all the time. <laughs> yeah, no one's taking that into consideration when they're trying to think about how to get superpowers or super speed <laughs> in our reality. I, hey, this is the whole point of the show is to look at it from a realistic perspective. Because you know, you talk about the that aura that protects the them, you know, the friction and everything like that. What well, protects their joint joints and bones and and all that stuff? Like your knees are, they would just rip to shreds. Well, I think it's common sense to stretch first before you start, you know, exploding <laughs> at rapid speeds. Super stretch, super stretch That's first. <laughs> No, but you know what? Like on that on that same token, I think your knees and feet would be fucked. You'd have to have some goddamn good Nike trainers. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you're 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 gonna need to support because you're running all the fucking time at super speeds. That's gonna take a toll on a man. I can remember that in Flash they said that he had frictionless shoes. Is that like a skate? 
Like what? <laughs> it's, not, it's not even that though. I mean, like your body will get screwed up from that much running. You know what I mean like marathon runners? You know they don't they they that fucks them up. Their knees and shit. That's yeah, gonna but, fuck you up. And you'd be that, fucked up from one run. Like you'd go, I'm running to try. Ah, my knees. That's why I don't do it. Forget it. I'm not taking <laughs> poison for crying out loud. Because it's it's not like you get super invulnerability either. You know what I mean? Like you would be running and your body would be decrepit you know what i mean you'd be like fuck i can't keep up my feet are still going and my hips back a mile that has to go along with it though uh sorry christian is that if you had super speed you must have some sort of invulnerability as well because flash you know running full tilt punches someone his arm would disintegrate (laughs) or the other other guy's face well i mean just say take for example if we could actually again uh i'm not a scientist but say you could uh you could reach those speeds, okay, you're, you've somehow you've been able to do it. But the thing is, once a soccer mom, you know, doesn't look behind her and pulls out of a freaking parking lot, you're freaking just like splat. You're just, I think I've just made the same point we've already That's made a bunch of times. The bugs. Already. The bugs. That's what <laughs> That's right. we're all talking about the bugs. You just wanted to say soccer mom. You just wanted I to did. say scientist. Soccer moms are hilarious. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by science. And wear one of those breathable shirts. That's always a good idea. Because <laughs> you would sweat like mad. You would also be the skinniest man alive because you couldn't keep any fat on your body. Not to go back to food. Maybe I'm hungry. I was just getting ready to say that again. You, you mentioned that with Eamon Torch, but the Flash, that was that was actually a thing that they did in the uh, early Wally West issues. And then even on the uh, 1990 TV Show. series yep. was that he had to constantly eat. Um, but, you know, like at the realistically at the speed he was going, you know, he'd have to eat all the time. Yeah, he would have to have like one of those TV trays attached to his suit right on his chest. To yeah, eat steak dinners as he ran. He'd have to have a 3D food printer attached to him. <laughs> like if, he, if he if he wanted to use like the cosmic treadmill, he'd have to basically park it at a friggin' all you could eat buffet. You know. <laughs> What's the point of the cosmic treadmill? Does it time travel? Yes. Yes. Or is it just for exercise? <laughs> well, you could use it for exercise. But... Yeah. Exercise. <laughs> cosmic, slash, cosmic exercise. Slash time travel travel because that's not as important as exercise. That's right. It's always good to get lots of uses out of one device. Yeah, because yes. if anything the Flash needs is exercise, right? He's in between <laughs> bank robberies, for Christ's sakes. He's getting a little tubby. <laughs> All right. I, w- I want to go on to now probably Downs' favorite superpower. He has no idea what I'm about to say. But what about the powers with size manipulation or stretching? How do you think that would work out in real life, Downs? Uh, so Mr. Fantastic or, uh, Elastaman, right? Or like, uh, the Apache Chief. Chuck. <laughs> or the Atom. <laughs> or the Atom, the revert, like mm, the shrink. Right, right. See, that's, that's kind of different, right? Well, um, I, yeah, we tried to just pile them all together. Yeah. <laughs> all those size things. <laughs> all those size things. <laughs> I don't know. Is there a downside to this one? Really, you just get bigger or smaller. I mean, it's hard to find a downside or a, flabby you know. skin. <laughs> wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, like, like if you grew really huge and then you shrunk down, wouldn't you have all this extra skin hanging around? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I would think you can't oh. shrink your skin down too, or is that what you're saying? I don't know. Well, I guess your skin would kind of go with it. It just doesn't seem. It just seems very odd to to me. Like the whole. I guess stretching would be harder, but growing to be like 40 feet tall, is there any problems with that? There's no problem. Well, there's problems with that. I mean, basically, it's like you're basically every molecule in your body has to basically exponentially grow simultaneously at the exact same rate 
I mean, if, if you know, all of a sudden your, I don't know, your and freaking left arm doesn't grow as much, it's that can't be good. His massive arm hanging on the ground. Well, again, I'm not a scientist, but uh, either a couple things are going on. Either there's a bunch of extra mass that's coming from from who knows where, and all of your molecules are getting larger, mm-hmm. or your molecules are becoming um, more spaced apart, um, and and as a result, um, you actually become, I guess, less dense. Yeah, because you like, yeah, if you were a 200 pound man at six feet tall, and then you grew to be 60 feet tall. And still 200 pounds, you'd be, you'd have to be filled with air or space or. Oh, I see what you're saying. And then you could probably fly. Uh, <laughs> there, we just solved all the problems right there. You're a huge <laughs> balloon. You're like the blimp. Well, and you know, wasn't there one other, uh, downside of this one they did? I actually think, you know, where your brain doesn't get any smarter. So you could, if you got really big, you'd be really big, but you'd be extremely slow and stupid, but you could be really intelligent, but you'd have to be tiny. I think it wasn't that an actual, uh, character at some point. Yeah. That would make, Oh, I mean, I think that would make sense. I guess if your brain is bigger, it takes longer for electricity to pass through your neurons and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Like Uh, think Andre the giant, right? Times 10, right? Right. Like the thoughts have to take, take longer to travel, right? Or whatever processing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So you would just be really slow. Hey, catch! Mm-hmm. But if I had if I had those uh, fantastic stretchy stretchy powers, and they'd be oh so good for obvious reasons. But I'm not going to make a joke about that. Um, is my my main concern though uh, with uh, not with how big I could get would be basically elasticity would be my my biggest concern because I mean a piece of gum, a rubber tire, things like that. Eventually, over time. The stretchiness tends to fade, you know, and the last thing I want to do is like, you know, being put to bed by being rolled up with the carpet for crying out loud. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm, yeah, because, and also, wouldn't it be a lot of work to hold yourself together all the time? Like, right. Plastic Man or Fantastic, or Mr. Fantastic, who I don't, surprised doesn't call himself Dr. Fantastic with all those smarts, but he, he doesn't have bones to hold his body together, or his bones are also stretchy. Same with his heart and liver. And all that stuff, which must make it hard to do stuff. It would take so much energy, I think, just to hold your com- your common shape. Period. Or have your hope your hope your body remembers what it felt like or what it was like before for crying out loud. Yeah, because you would just melt onto the floor, wouldn't you? Yeah, you would think you'd have to be like concentrating ten percent all the time just to keep your shit together, right? Literally, you keep your shit yeah. together. <laughs> yeah, like. Would you? Would it be normal to have runny poo, or would you be like, "Oh no, there's a problem"? I think it'd be very important before you fight crime. Though you'd have at least one good solid bowel movement before you get out there. <laughs> that was you know my I question. Mean? Would it be solid? <laughs> <laughs> would that also I don't be stretch? He shits might, silly putty. Come on. But it, it might be easier to get out. <laughs> uh, stretchy parts. Yeah, stretchy, yeah I see no what you're saying. I'm not going to get into detail. We are going the wrong way with this conversation. I'm not a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> Um, there's, there's another one that I would love to have, I think would be awesome, but there could be some problems with it too. CT, uh, kind of like Wolverine and his super healing. Do you see any problems with that? <laughs> well, what are you laughing at? I, what, you, you uh, CT, do you have a problem with feeling better? I know, I, I know the phrase of the question. Is... <laughs> do you have a problem with Wolverine or are you saying do you have a problem with feeling better when you're sick? That's right, being feeling better all the time. Like, if CT had that power, he wouldn't be drinking stinking Earl Grey tea for crying out loud. No, he'd be drinking regular tea. 
That's right. right. <laughs> I, I guess the, do. I would be drinking Mountain Dew. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I guess the thing with uh, super healing is it depends on how fast you're healing. Um, you know, like if you, I mean, it's still going to be painful. I think that's the, that's the thing with Wolverine is like he gets hurt. It's still painful. Um, but then if, you know, like his bone breaks and his bone isn't set and then it heals, um, then does he eventually have to like re-break his arm and, you know, get it set right and then it heals? I mean, just like there's so many factors in healing yeah. that yeah, if it's moving. See, I don't know if you know this, but Wolverine's skeleton is made out of adamantium. Oh, it's covered with, not made out of. <laughs> I, I I know. But, I mean, there's other super healing characters. Yeah, the girl uh, so. from Heroes. Her, yeah. So, I mean, just either way, there's just so many factors. I mean, the, the human body is so complex that healing uh, is, you know, if it's moving so fast and you're not ready for it, then that could be a problem. Well, it's a positive and a negative, too. With, with cell generation like that, you would never really age because you'd always stay super young looking. Would you ever, would you grow to be a full-grown person? Or would you just stay a kid? Maybe you'd just grow really fast. No, no, it would be kind of like you know, Allah, the you know, the teenager vampire. What's her name? And uh, Vampire Lestat, right? Because that your body at that point is, I would think, continually regenerating that version. And yeah. to me, that that's the, one of the big downsides, right? Like, uh, and, and even Captain America. I just watched that this weekend. You know, when the guy loses his be- best friend and can't have a beer. You know, it's because he can't get drunk because his body is uh, overcompensating so much. Yeah. Say, say you lose your mind and they want to give you a prescription because, you know, you're invulnerable. You can't do that. Your body won't take medicine. So I think that it's always portrayed as really good to be invulnerable. I think that that would get old over time and probably be more damaging to good. Yeah. Now, on the positive side, well, maybe positive. You say you, you know, when you work out, you're supposed to, you know, you, you, you tear the muscles and then they heal and you continue to do that. That's how your muscles get bigger. Wolverine would be so full of muscles that he wouldn't be able to move because they would heal so quickly. Like every movement he made, he would, they would continue to grow and regenerate and he would just be a massive, massive muscle. No? Only if he works. Are you saying like every time he moves that would happen, or only if he works well, out? Well, if he's working, like, well, it would be good. I guess if you wanted to get big, you just lift I guess the weights. Stop working out if that becomes a problem. So he wouldn't be able to fight people either. But wait, is he constantly like that? Means he try should not shouldn't try to exert himself very much. Is I guess that's. <laughs> I mean, he'd be lazy superhero, but he'd be healthy. I guess I don't know. I guess so. I don't know. He would lie around. You you would never get sick. But another another point too is like. Essentially, if your cells are constantly generating like that, it's like having cancer. I mean, cancer is just cells out of control. So you're either one big cancer cell, like I don't know if you would just never get sick, or you're, you know, constantly creating good cells. Wouldn't you just keep getting bigger? I got no idea. <laughs> like Apache Chief. Like Apache Chief. <laughs> so, That's so how it happens. Apache Chief has reverse cancer. That's when he gets smaller. That's when he shrinks. Oh, okay. I get it now. Yeah. Not really, but I'm but there's uh, back to your point, uh, CT. If I if I can digress a little bit, there was an episode or uh, sorry, uh, an issue of the Flash or Kid Flash, where he uh, got shot or broke a leg. I can't remember. Like you're saying, and the doctor said what they had to keep doing because he heals so quickly is c- continually. Break, cut into his skin, break his leg, cut into his skin, break his leg, 
just so they could do it just to set it properly because yeah. he would lose his ability to run fast. So he heals much like Wolverine at super rate that you're constantly having to try and get that set correctly that, you know, you broke your leg once, it would heal completely wrong. I think that was from uh, Grant Morrison's run on the Flash, and then he eventually made himself a special suit out of the Speed Force, and that helped helped him. So that, that's all you have to do: just make a suit out of the Speed Force, and problem solved. <laughs> well, let me let me get my hands on one of those. <laughs> I think I think the and the, and the best uh, best case scenario is if you were to get some kind of healing factor, that you would hope that it it wouldn't start right away, like you know, give you like. You know, 20 minutes just got to get your shit together and figure something out. Slow, you know, cause, I mean, slow down. Because, I mean, the last thing you want to do is, like, get a pitchfork to the friggin' belly, and then you heal in, like, five minutes, and you're walking around with a pitchfork in your belly. <laughs> or you have to rip it out again. Yeah, that's, yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, like I'm saying, like, Wolverine, he's, like, at least in the movies and stuff, and the comics, it seems like it still, it still causes some pain to yeah. get, you know, his arm, you know, whacked out or whatever, but it's, like, it, it heals, but it doesn't prevent the pain. Well, it's supposed to do every time he, his claws come out, it still hurts. Right. Yeah, that was the best line of that movie. Does it hurt? Every single time. I was like, wow, that's, I like that. That is pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> and then that other part where he fights that guy. Oh, that was awesome, too. And when he drinks that Coke. Oh. Um, Kristen, are there any other powers that you got a problem with? Um, I was thinking about this when you brought up this topic, and another one I thought... Uh, though some some uh, women can come close to it, in, 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 in my experience, is uh, Black Canary's sonic scream. You know what I mean? Where she's, mm-hmm. like, friggin' just, like, sc- screaming and, like, knocking people over and breaking walls down that's and stuff. That's a superpower? Yeah. That's her, that, that's her superpower. Oh, no, I just thought that was normal, like you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, like, come on. Like, how... How tuned would those vocal cords have to be? Maybe if they could be really shrill, mm-hmm. they could possibly break glass like an opera singer. Yeah. But, I mean, they got they got to be some pretty thick piece of business to freaking knock over a freaking car or a bank robber. <laughs> You'd have to have a lot of air in your lungs, too, to pass that Oh, that's gas. true. I'd love to hear her talk, like normally. So loud all the time. Hi, everyone! <laughs> <laughs> Please, just tone it down a bit. What? I'm being quiet. <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever you do, don't wish uh, Black Canary a Merry Christmas after she had a few martinis, you know? <laughs> what? I don't know, Merry don't. Christmas! She's so excited, she can't control it. Don't, don't startle Black Canary. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's right, don't goose her from behind. <laughs> Downs, were there any other superpowers that we didn't cover that you have problems with? Well, I, you know, I just, my, my whole one when I thought about this was more along the lines of Spider-Man and how... You know, he gets bit by this radioactive spider and gets all these powers, but physically is does not change. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that's really a good ratio of how much he got from the spider. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would think if he got all these powers, he should be a little fucked up, too. He shouldn't be like a white kid with brown hair, you know what I mean, and two arms and two legs. Oh, you're thinking maybe he should turn a little, like the fly, uh, Jeff Goldblum in the fly, where he turns a bit into the fly. Yeah, or like, or maybe that that comes and goes, but it just it like it's so s- s- perfect. You know what I mean? He gets by a radioactive spider, goes through this change, but then you know, aside from being able to maybe, depending if he can, he has organic web shooters. If not, then all he can do is you know, Spidey sense and walk up w- walls and shit. But you know what I mean? Like he doesn't. That's pretty impactful stuff. Yet he looks just exactly the same. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's. Ho- I thought that's you hilarious. meant. Go ahead. 
Sorry, that's hilarious that you mentioned that because on the in the latest season of the Venture Brothers, they actually have a Spider-Man character where they kind of do a play on that. And this this Spider-Man character actually shoots uh, webs uh, out of his rear end, and he actually has a second set of eyes on his on his forehead, but he covers it up with like bangs. <laughs> so he's swinging through traffic, and he's like basically th- shooting webs out of his ass and swinging through the air. It's actually pretty hilarious. That sounds pretty funny. I thought you meant like maybe he got bigger and stronger, but I guess that that's a good point. Like if you're going to be like a spider, why aren't you built a bit more like a spider? Yeah, it just seems to fit inside of a you know a very specific white Anglo-Saxon mold. Yet all the benefits of this radioactive spider. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem accurate. Mm-hmm. Can you even imagine in this reality if freaking animals did bite you and give you superpowers, what kind of crazy world this would be? (laughs) You just (laughs) run around all the time. Come here. Bite me, cat. Bite me, dog. Bite me. Get bit by everything. That's right. Accidentally bit by a chicken. That would ruin your freaking life. Then you'd be manimal. I just hope my two-year-old never bites me. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. You might want to watch cartoons and play with action figures. Cough, cough. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, it made it happen. (laughs) You've been uh, infected. You just don't know. Yeah. Everything seems normal to me. I don't get it. <laughs> One tooth. The, uh, how about you, CT? Anything left that, that we didn't cover? Yeah, a couple or really one that could go um, both ways. Uh, shape-shifting or the ability to turn into energy and then back into matter, uh, turning into other kinds of matter. I mean, just uh, some of that doesn't make a whole lot of sense because where does your brain go? Like once you've turned into energy... There's no brain there to cause your uh, energy to turn back into matter. Nice. Or once you, like, if you're like the one of the Wonder Twins and you turn into, uh, <laughs> you know, a bucket of water, water like <laughs> water has no brain. How does it turn back into a human being? So worst power ever. Um, technically, it, he couldn't. Tur- he couldn't have it be a bucket. He should have just been a, a friggin' a, an amount of water. Fair, fair enough. He is, but, he, uh, yeah, seriously, is there anybody? Not to cut you off there, but is there anyone with worse powers than that guy? The monkey, maybe? Gleek or whatever his name was. Like, that guy could turn into punks of water. And that, that was might it. might not be anybody worse than, than Zan. <laughs> Zan? I don't know. Sometimes people just need an ice ladder. You just, you just have to be in that situation. <laughs> yes. But then, like, he, he's, you he can't just ask Zan to do it. He has to go find his sister. Wonder Twin powers activate. I'm by myself. Where is that damn sister of mine? That's right. Listen, I really want to be a gaseous cloud right now. Can you help me out? No, I'm busy. I'm, I'm watching one busy. of my shows. I'm hitting on Batman. Just touch me. Yeah, I'm like, they're teenage, they're teenage brother and sister, right? They must fight all the fucking time. You know what I mean? <laughs> or she'll like turn him into things to. when he doesn't want to. <laughs> King, no, don't hit my hand. <laughs> or I'm going to have a bucket of water if, for you. If he changes, that means she has to change too, or can he just change on his own, I wonder? I think he needs her help. No, but like, like first of all, like, can, can he just say form of a friggin', you know, ice bucket? And then she can just say, I'm not going to change. I'm fine the way I am right now. Come on, sis, play. I can't remember. I have to go back and watch all the Super Friends again to find out. All of, all of them. Every single one of them. Every that's single a, one. That's, to go back, CT, that's a good point, though. Like, uh, Sandman from the Spider-Man 3, the awesomest oh, movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. How does he, he how does his body function? He doesn't need to breathe anymore. He's all sand. How does he, you know what I mean? Like he forms, he looks like himself. Where's his brain or his heart? Is that made of sand? Is his blood pumping sand? Well, and like with that, and this kind of goes with other shapeshifters or, as well, is how does his like brain know it, it, let's say there's a consciousness there, I, I guess. 
how does his brain know how to create this perfect replica of how he was as a human being mm-hmm. or with a shapeshifter that can turn into another creature. So back to Jaina, for example, she can turn into, you know, a giant space Tyrannosaurus Rex or whatever. <laughs> no, how, like she has to like, know. I guess, does she know the genetic code of that creature and she knows how to manipulate her own DNA to become that creature? Mm. I mean, back to the Sandman, though. How, the, the guy obviously has no brain, for Christ's sakes. Because, I mean, Sandman's working in New York City. If I was Sandman, I'd be working in Arizona or something like that. Sandman's <laughs> over desert, motherfucker. It's like, come get me, and I'll just jump off the side of the road, and I'm gone forever. <laughs> well, yeah, because he can turn into a cloud of dust and fly away. How does he control all the dust to stay together? And all the sand blowing away. Some breeze would just be like, oh, fuck, I'm flying to Connecticut again. I got no control over this thing. Synthesis. <laughs> or even worse, New Jersey. Or even worse. <laughs> we have a lot of fans in New Jersey. Jesus, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> we meant New Glersey. That other place is in Canada. Look it up. Uh, all right. Well, I think that's going to do it for our episode. Uh, looking at the boring side of superpowers. You've inspired me to burn all my comic books. Thanks. <laughs> I'm never going to watch TV again. <laughs> so uh, let's do what we usually do and go to our Atomic Picks. Atomic Picks. Uh, let's start with you, Downs. Okay. As I mentioned a little earlier, I happen to check out Captain America this uh, weekend. Watched it with my boys, because uh, I was happy to kind of report that there's not a lot of blood and violence in this movie. You know, some people do get killed, but uh, it's not really overly uh, bloody while well, there are explosions and stuff. And not a lot of sex either. So this was actually a half-decent movie to watch with a couple of little boys, uh, as my buddy told me. Um, and I didn't mind this. I'm not a huge fan of Captain America, but I didn't mind this movie. I thought Chris Evans did a pretty good job. And the few comics I have read, including... Um, Captain America Winter Soldier might be being set up here. So I'm hoping that uh, we see some cool things with Captain America. I was not expecting it to be kind of as good as I liked it. So if you haven't checked it out because you didn't like Captain America either, maybe you should check it out. Okay, Christian. Uh, my atomic pick this week is uh, a game for the uh, iPad. Uh, I'm not sure where I heard this. I think it was G4 TV or some place like that. But anyway... Uh, the the game is called uh, Land Grabbers, and I think it's made by EvoSoft or something like that. Um, I actually did not write it down when I should have. But anyway, Land Grabbers for the iPad, uh, it's it's a real-time, real-time strategy. Basically, it's set in some kind of medieval world. You start off with one little castle, and you play against computer opponents where you slowly kind of upgrade your castles and take over other castles and then upgrade them and eventually create a force to take over all the other guys' castles. Uh, I've, I'm a big sucker on this because uh, they roped me in to try it out like about nine different levels for free. And then as I had, you know, I was having a fever pitch to play some more, they said, hey, 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 you want to play more? Three bucks, buddy. And like uh, the fool I am, I pay three bucks to keep playing this stupid game. Uh, it's addictive. It's fun. Uh, for now, uh, land grabbers. You got an iPad. You should go get it. Ooh, sounds good. CT, what do you got for us? Uh, my atomic pick is for an interview that is on a, a website called manwithoutfear.com. And this is a Daredevil fan site. And they released an interview with a guy named Tim Tui a couple weeks back. And you probably haven't heard of Tim Tui, but that's okay. I've heard of him for all of us. 
Um, I mentioned before, actually on this uh, podcast before, that I interned at Marvel Comics. It was back in 1998, and Tim Tui was the editor I worked for. He edited a lot of cool things, including the Star Trek comic books that Marvel published at the time, and uh, some really cool non-superhero stuff as well, including a failed Micronauts uh, relaunch that would have been awesome. Um, but he also was given the task of editing the last five issues of Daredevil just before Kevin Smith and Joe Casada took over that book with a brand new issue one. It was a very interesting time at Marvel just there at the end before the event comics guys came in. And uh, Tim gives a lot of insight. This is a very lengthy interview. It's very good insight into the politics of working in comics, what it takes to be a good editor. Um, he earns my respect more than I thought he already could by proving what a stand-up guy he is. If you are into comics or like the insight into like behind the scenes and inner office workings, I cannot recommend this interview enough. So here's how you find it. You go to manwithoutfear.com. There is a creator's menu. Under creator's menu, there's a link for interviews. Click that, then scroll down and look for interview 116 with Tim Tui. Check it out. That's very straightforward. Boy, why didn't we talk about that hero for kind of loud? <laughs> Daredevil. Anyway. Mm, that's mm. Mm. I don't know who's the host. Who's the host again? <laughs> huh? Did you say because who's hosting? <laughs> I like Daredevil. Get your own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great idea. Um, for my atomic pick for this week, I've uh, picked up and been reading on Comicsology the new Ultimate Spider-Man. Uh, this, as we've talked about before, has Miles Morales, the new kid Spider-Man. Um, who was taken over Peter Parker is dead and gone. Not at this point. Um, I will say this is, it's a little bit slow moving. They're only on issue three. Uh, it's starting to go, but I kind of like the characters and it's a little more interesting. I think than I thought, but I, I'm just, my fear is that it's, where's it going to go to be different from Spider-Man? It's one of those ones that I just thought, you know what? I'm going to pick it up. The art is pretty decent in it. Um, and it's only on issue three. So I'm going to give it a little bit of a chance. Uh, so that's going to do it for the Atomic Geeks this week. And since we have you here live, CT, thank you for joining us. Oh, thank you. Why don't you give us your promo for the Nerd Lunch podcast? All right. Well, coming up on the next episode of Nerd Lunch, we are all going into the interior decorating business. And I imagine it will be very short-lived careers. You can find us on iTunes and at nerdlunch.net. Very good. Uh, and then for ourselves, next week... Mr. Downs, what do you got for us? Halloween time, and we're talking bad guys. Bad guys. That's Downs' specialty. Well, bad guys and Halloween. Um, like I said, that's going to do it for the Atomic Geeks. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and, of course, theatomicgeeks.com. Go see our forum because it's super awesome. Uh, this is Andrew Bloom signing off for all the geeks. Good night. to another episode of the Atomic Geeks, part of the Atomic Geeks Podcasting Network. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and of course at theatomicgeeks.com. Somebody using a drill in the background or something? No. Can you hear that? That's Renee in the shower. I'll probably turn that off. She's using a drill in the shower. Hairdresser. That's where I do all my drilling. <laughs> 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 <laughs>